We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. True Faith Newcastle United podcast. We're through. We'll beat Crystal Palace on penalties by three penalties to two in one of the worst games of football <laughs> I've ever seen. Nice to win them. You've got myself, Alex, Charlotte, Ben, and Cy. We're recording immediately after the match in our Collingwood Street office in the heart of the city. Charlotte, are you buzzing? Um, I don't know about buzzing. I'm really pleased to be through. We've just, just before um, recording, we've started talking about the other results tonight. Some really big teams are out of the running. So I think that opens up the competition a bit more. Um, we don't have to play another round. We don't have to play until, until after the World Cup. I think they're... Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's nice, isn't it? Because we're now playing the week, the Christmas week. Yeah, yeah. So we've Christmas got week. extra games in there, but that's that's good. We don't have tons of players out of the World Cup, so hopefully we've got you know an opportunity to uh, improve because we really need to improve. Um, that was not. It was just boring, to be honest. Like for most of that, the first half, I was thinking, size doing match day for patron. Like, how boring is that going to be? <laughs> like, there's just, there's been no action. And because it's a cup game, even though it was a sellout <laughs> cup game, it was like still a little bit kind of flat. The corner was loud and it was good. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing to be through. I think we've got a real opportunity given the other results, but it, I'm not like, I'm not like on a high after that match, if that makes sense. Does make sense. Just had a look. The draw isn't until tomorrow night, which is annoying. Would love to present that live on the True Faith podcast, even though people will be listening to it retrospectively. <laughs> ben, you know what? Well, there's lots to talk about. Maybe there's lots to talk about. There is. Let's go. <laughs> but but I, but I, I want to know how you feel. Like, have you got cup fever? Are you thinking? You know what? It's all about Chelsea now. Are you or, or are you thinking? You know what? What is this now? This is the fourth round of the League Cup we're in. We're two games from a semi final. Job done. Oh, 100%. I mean, <clears throat> I was just saying that aside with it, especially the other results, it's it's a massive, massive opportunity. I mean, there's not a huge number of teams left in it that I, I would say can kind of compete with us if if we play the, the team that finished the game there. Um, we were the much better side. And you think as well, just, just to put it in a little bit of context, Palace came here pretty much, other than Zaha and um, Eze, like that was pretty much their Premier League team that will play most weeks. Was it? Yeah, like it was, I think the keeper Mebbies was they the only one. They were fucking terrible if yeah, that's the case. Garbage. But it was, it was a strong Palace team and they couldn't really break us down. I mean, they had a couple of opportunities, kind of balls in the back. Um, but kind of our bit part team, as it was, um, kind of dealt with them pretty comfortably. And, and when the real lads came on in the second half, like there was only one team that was going to win it and uh, we just lacked a little bit of quality. Um 
But yeah, it's a it, it's a big opportunity. I think it, it, it's a good result. We've got through it. That's it. I mean, ultimately in cup games, it doesn't matter how you play. It's just getting through to the next round. Um, and yeah, it does potentially set us up. Let's see who we get in the draw. But it's a massive, massive opportunity. Sorry, we're through, but you look good. <laughs> yeah, I was shite. <laughs> it was a like really, really, crying. really shite game of football. Uh, no, um, yeah, it was it was a hard watch, wasn't it? Especially the first half. And I, um, I'm a little bit worried about how I thought some of the the players who were getting their opportunity tonight might might show us something different, like your Andersons and your, um, uh, well, I suppose like Target. Target did okay, but yeah, um, tough watch. No real football was played until, uh, as you say, Ben, like four or five of the first teamers come in the come into the last 20 minutes of the game we had a bit of a go at them then it started to play like a bit of a match there was a bit of an atmosphere for the last 20 minutes because it did play like a friendly for the first 60 minutes it was kind of like there's kids behind us at the match saying oh who's that one and who's that one because it just it just felt like a an exhibition match there was no atmosphere there was not nothing happening no drama and neither side really laid a glove because it was just lo- loads of mistakes being made I was passing the ball out play them kicking it lo- so long it was going straight to Nick Pope like it was just not not it was really hard to watch uh, so yes, it's been it's been a long night, but yeah, ultimately I'm I'm very pleased that we're we're through the cup because as you have all just said, it is a massive opportunity. Um, Eddie Howe keeps talking about how he's he wants to win silverware, and honestly, like the League Cup, I don't know when the final is this year. I presume it's still like March time. Um, it's weird that we're playing just the third round in November, but you know, it's still a, a competition that if we get towards the final, there'll, there'll be some excitement, and it's. It'll be nice to be able to say, well, I was there for the third round when we beat Palace on pens because I think that's the only second time in Newcastle's history, certainly in my lifetime, that we've won a penalty shootout. Yeah. It's the first time I've seen us in a penalty shootout at St. James's Park in, in the flesh myself. So that was nice to, to be part of. But after, after about 60 minutes, I was willing pens because I thought at least that'll be entertaining because, yeah, the, the match itself was shite. 26th of February, sorry. Sunday the 26th of February that's the the final and then if we get through on Christmas week um, then it's basically you've got the FA Cup uh, weekend and then straight into the the quarterfinal if we get there so it's pretty quick doesn't seem that far away does it week commence 9th of of Jan let's talk about uh, the team Um, Newcastle are through we're all delighted I think we've demonstrated that to you all the team (laughs) It's one of those tonight where, where like you say, Sai, about sixty minutes. I'm thinking if we go out here, it's it doesn't it doesn't look great, and and that's the thing about Eddie Howe. He's a very very good manager, but he's also I think I don't want to say lucky because I don't think Palace deserved anything from that game tonight. But it, I don't know whether these managers speak to each other because imagine if Newcastle put a full strength team out there, like you, I assume would have won ten 0 That's how bad Palace were. Mm. That's how limited Palace were. <clears throat> Pretty exaggeration, but I'm in an exaggerating mood. Um, what do you think, Charlotte? The team that played. Are there any positives from anyone who played? Or is it, was it all just a series of negatives for the lads who aren't class? <laughs> no, it's not fair to just call that a series of negatives. They've got to be positives. That, that everything has. Let me put some negatives to you then. Oh. Um, I thought that Elliot Anderson really struggled tonight. Yeah, which he is did. a shame. I was really excited to see him play. I thought that Javier Manquillo and John Joe Shelby looked like two players who haven't played a football a game of football all season. ASM as well. Stick him in that bucket. Thank Stick you very him in, much. Yeah, the, bu- the bucket's filling. Uh, <laughs> Chris Wood had a Chris Wood game. Yeah. Am so, I wrong though? Tell me. I'd love to be wrong. No, you know, I was going to try and pick some some little positives out, but then you butt in with your negatives and, <laughs> and now I feel like, like crying. Um, no, you know, it, those players need game time. They need proper game time. So there's a positive there. Um, and it's also a positive kind of, 
in a way, this is kind of a negative, and I'm going to try and turn it into a positive. If that's not a wake up, if tonight's game is not a wake up call for our owners and our recruitment people, that we are currently third in the Premier League. If we if we go into Europe next year, either the Conference or the Champions League will crash out immediately if that's our backup team. There is absolutely no way that team is ready um, and we need to strengthen. So the positive has got to be for me that we've managed to showcase that well in advance of the January window. We've got some time to strengthen, see how we go with the league, obviously. But um, if we continue in the same vein with the class sort of starting 11, we absolutely need a much, much more class second 11 or second eight maybe because we made <laughs> changes um because that that group of players can't uh isn't ready for europe yeah fair enough ben <clears throat> you know the, the players we've talked about i think one of the things we talked about in the patron preview was we play a very specific way and maybe it's hard particularly for players outside of the team to come in and replicate that intensity do you think that's that's what happened yeah well i mean the other thing I would say is, is at least Eddie's kind of seeing what the players are capable of. I mean, ultimately, he's still learning about a lot of these players. Obviously, Anderson, they've, they've kept him with the club this season because he, he impressed in pre-season. He's not had a huge number of opportunities. And I think what tonight showed was he's probably not, he's, he's not a Premier League quality winger, um, but he might be better kind of dropping into a, a midfield three potentially because there was a couple of moments. I mean, he's got something about him I don't know what exactly it is he's got a decent touch he's kind of got a, a kind of quick quick initial sort of burst um pace whatever but yeah he, he struggled kind of, he couldn't beat his man tonight was the, the issue and um when he did get the one opportunity he kind of got muscled off it I just don't think he's kind of powerful enough but then he I suppose it's his first season getting used to this as well it's it's an opportunity for these players to kind of understand yeah. what level they need to get up to mm. to to be get forcing themselves into the first team. So I think there's plenty Eddie will have learned from it. I think there's a lot of players there, obviously. Um, LaSalle's, Mankio probably aren't really, you, what you were talking about there, Shaw, probably aren't here for the future. They were players of the, the the past that are still about. And he's. I think he's just ultimately trying to get them a bit of game time, kind of a little bit of a favour, maybe, to them to say, keep them involved. I mean, ultimately as well. It, <clears throat> I think this is the thing that, you have to appreciate as well for a manager that we as, as kind of fans never talk about, but ultimately he's got a squad of 25 lads there that he's got to keep all of them engaged at all points because say Trippier gets injured again, who's playing right back? It's, it's probably going to be Mankio get called called upon at some point. So he's got to kind of keep him engaged and make sure he's he's, he's at least had a bit of game time. He understands how they're playing and all that sort of stuff and, and just keeping him motivated that he's going to get opportunities. So there's a lot of valuable things that this game has done okay they might whether you would call them positives I don't know but I think it would have been a good learning piece for Eddie to kind of see where the squad's at at the moment I, I think that um, it, it was poor and it probably is indicative of, of our need to uh, strengthen if we're going to have a European campaign next season as well but there were some positives John Joe Shelby I thought was really good he looked sharp yeah, he, he's, he's got himself fit obviously Nick Pope was mint um, you're, you're right, Ben. The fact that he's just trying to bring these players. I mean, Javi Mankio has played like ten minutes a season. Lascelles has played at Liverpool, but I don't can't think of any of the games in which he started. He's maybe came he's off, come off a couple think, of times. Yeah. Follow um, I think. So on, you know, th- there was an obvious lack of match fitness there. Um, the same could be said about Maximan. The same could be said about Anderson. The same could be said about Chris Wood. 
and it probably comes down a little bit to what you said, is that basically it was a, 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 a nigh on full strength Palace team who are all Premier League match fit and that difference just showed. I thought we weren't really at their level, but they didn't lay a glove on us. So there's different ways to look at it, you know, like we, we gave them a game. We, we, we were sloppy. This week I will say sloppy in the true meaning of the word sloppy. Mm. It wasn't sloppy because we were trying <laughs> things. We were just a bit shit and giving the ball away a lot. But yeah, I just think... um. The, the, there are positives to be taken from the fact that our second team, with, with a few of the, the real lads in, gave them a game. It was a bad game, but gave them a game and didn't look like losing it. And then how reacted to the situation, thought, well, we're not going to score here unless I bring on Bruno, Miggy, Trippier, etc. So he did that early enough to try and impact the game. It did. We had a good few chances towards the end. And then we've won on pens. Like, that's kind of the way League Cup games goes. G- League Cup games go. For good teams, yeah, they all put out loads of uh, players who've barely kicked the ball because it's the only chance they're going to get. And yeah, I think we've probably got to get used to that a little bit. Wood should have scored as well just after half time. Like misses yeah. a great chance. Yeah. Um, if there he puts that away, yeah. If he if he puts that away, then it's probably a very different game. We're talking about it's great that Chris Wood's got two and two and kind of kicking on. So it's fine margins, isn't it? And I think as well the the thing with Wood, I do feel sorry for him because. You've got Anderson and Maximan just did not put one ball in the box. I think Maxi put one ball in and it went to the back post to Anderson who lost the header and we got a corner from it. But it's like the service Wood had all night, <laughs> I think we said it was like LaSalle's long balls up to him where he was just chasing them, kind of lost cause. And it's just, it, we just don't play to Chris Wood, unfortunately. I think it's, it's just not a good fit, but like we've got him, we've got to try and kind of find a way of using him better. Yeah, so Palace, six changes tonight, Newcastle eight, but also within... Those changes, uh, Dan Burns playing out of position. Um, I get what you're saying, and, and Newcastle are through, and I suppose it's one of those games, and, and like I was saying before, Eddie Howe being not lucky, but if we hadn't gone through tonight, there probably would have been questions asked to that team selection. Mm. I quite like the fact he can kind of... We've got a Premier League team at home. The Premier League team, by the way, in Palace have only lost four games this season, so they're no, they're no mugs. We saw that at St. James's Park. And like, like one of these has just said there, there was only one team going to win that tonight. And it, and it wasn't Palace. You know, Palace mm. left Eze and Zaha off the bench, which was a, a big call. So it was like, if, if it's kind of the opposite of what Newcastle have been suffering, or certainly earlier in the season that Newcastle had so little off the bench against decent opposition. Newcastle's bench made that game incredibly stronger, or our game incredibly stronger tonight. And I suppose that, you know, in, in terms of conversations about team selection and Europe moving forward, there is a positive there that if we do have to make eight or nine changes for a friction, I'm looking ahead to the FA Cup third round potentially, then there's a strong possibility that we can put these kinds of teams out, get some of the positives you guys have talked about in terms of um, minutes into legs, and particularly in the case of Mancuro and Shelby, and still come through and still be in the next round. So that's really, really positive. I mean, the, one of you there, site was you, you said you thought Shelby had a good game. I thought he was, I, I was delighted to see him back. You know, Shelby, um, it's the mannerisms. It's the head down when he's got to run somewhere like a huffy child. You know, I've missed it. I've missed it. You know, he's he's up for it now. Wonder how when he's slimmer and leaner, but he's still. If someone's got, the, if we've got to throw in and he's across the pitch and he's got to run, he, he can't help himself with the old like head down. Yeah. Oh, I suppose I better go and pop the ball off to, <laughs> to Mankyo and slice it out of play. Um, it was nice to see him back. Uh, I mean, Chelsea's a massive game. We're going to preview it fully on Patreon. Any team selection headaches for how? And I, I suppose I think I think the key ones here, and I'll open it to all of you, are ASM and Shelby. Is there anything changing? And Joe Linton, in fact. Joe Linton's got to come back in, potentially. 
No. I, I, I'd, <laughs> I'd consider playing Joe Linton uh, as part of the front three. I wouldn't start Maxi. Oh, it's a big call, Joe Linton part of the front three. Against Chelsea, though, it's a big and, call. And t- he's, doing he's done now. He's been brilliant as a midfielder. We love him as a midfielder, but part of the front three, uh, doing the same thing he did against uh, against Villa, where he's interchanging with Willock. I, I don't mind that because yeah, you kind of want him in the midfield. You want him in the mix, kicking ass. But you, I'd, I'd back him to be more effective than Maxi most tonight. Maxi doesn't look fit yet. I mm. just, I just don't. You maybe bring him on for half an hour. I'd, I would not be starting that game with Alan St. Maximan. And yes, Shelby, he, he, he does look. He's he looks a lot more ready to come back into the team than Maxi did, but you cannot start anyone ahead of Willock, Longstaff, and Bruno on, on Saturday. I thought they took a little bit of time to bed in together, but I suppose at the Villa game, the Joe Linton Willock partnership. But I think that's because of the way Villa were trying to play us as well, like just compact and compress, which I don't think will be how Chelsea handle those two I wouldn't bring ASM in like after tonight he's not ready he doesn't he just doesn't look like he didn't look like he was enjoying it really either and um to be fair did you see who he's playing with though <laughs> I, don't know, that, I, don't, I don't know if I could have got myself up the, that game. I, I thought it was really positive <laughs> he was playing with Target who he's had so much success with but yeah. but it just didn't happen did it no but I guess it's just it's lack of game time. It's coming back from injury. It's seeing everybody else get really class and like being behind, which, you know, ASM's a, a massive personality as well as player. And that can't be easy for him as a, a human man. So I, I think that's probably an element of it. I think he'll get back to his best. But... I wouldn't it depends where we are at 60 minutes against Chelsea as well if we're not if it's a nil nil or we've only got a one nil lead or something like or, or they're ahead god forbid I wouldn't bring them on I don't think it's um I'd, I'd, I'd want to kind of try and protect our lead I don't know I, I just I, I didn't enjoy watching him tonight the only maybe thing- I'm being harsh the only thing I would add is Reese James isn't at Chelsea anymore with his injury it's going probably going to be as Pilaqueta or um think yeah i think it's he's played the last game in in europe for them so obviously he's, he's fairly old not quite got the pace he had in his early career who's going to hurt him more it's probably going to be the willick or, or asm really getting at him so it's an interesting one obviously you want joe linton on the pitch because he's it's just like he's he such just a presence. Covers so much ground yeah. puts players under pressure like puts opposition i mean the number of times tonight where he won balls that he just had no right there was one where he like i think um there was a couple of challenges went in and then he kind of brought a ball down that was fired across the, the pitch and he kind of brought it down on his chest and, and kind of kept uh, kept the attack going. Like, he, he offers just something that none of the others do and it's, it's just it's just like a bulldozer all over the pitch and I suppose it's where do you want so that? So you played, are you going to, what, what well, do that's you do? That's what I mean is I think, do, I think I'll put him in midfield because like I think, off. Uh, so I, I think I'll move Willock further up probably and play Willock as the one of the front three almost like switch him and Joe Linton yeah. basically in their positions just because I think Willick is so much better when he he does his best stuff in the final third when he's mm. running at teams I mean tonight he made a couple of um, runs where Trippier kind of misplaced the ball kind of just put it ahead of him but at least he was kind of challenging the fullback and getting getting at them and getting putting them in positions where they don't want to be whereas I, I feel like Joe Linton doesn't make those runs and um, he does so much more when he's in the midfield he's more industrious in that that kind of realm, whereas actually um, Willick is is kind of, he, he can't do that and he's brilliant at it, but I feel like his best part of his game is, is the attacking element. And for me, I probably, 
it's an it's an interesting one. It's, it, for me, it's Willock or ASM on, on in that attacking three. I thought it was interesting. Longstaff got the nod in midfield, and he's all legs. Longstaff, he's got the engine, but it, it did suggest to me that if there was someone to drop out, it might be Longstaff, and that would mean mm. moving Willock across to right side where he's been playing left, but he, but he's right footed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. We have to do an advert break. I forgot earlier in the show. Uh, we're on Patreon. It's from three pounds a month for ad-free podcasts and lots more Newcastle United podcasts just like this that would do. Uh, please get involved. We'll be back with the rest of the show after this. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Let's talk about penalties. The game was nil-nil. Newcastle could have won it through Miguel Almiron. Keeper made a good save. Miggy, you know, was just on the pitch. The penalties. I don't know where she would start. Well, I do know where we should start. Let's start with Nick Pope. Three penalties saved out of five is obscene. That's obscene. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they weren't bad penalties either. They were yeah. good penalties. Mm. Palace to pass with better pens than us. <laughs> and, and they're out because we've got Nick Pope. I, you know, I, I was... Musing after the game, walking out, 10 million. It's, yeah. it's a bit like the Bruno situation where, really, Premier League clubs, you've let Nick Pope go to Newcastle for 10 million pounds. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Who yeah. wants to talk about Nick Pope? The, the, the first pen save in particular is 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 world class. It's it's right in the corner. It's Milivojevic who scores pens for fun. Yeah. That's, that's all he does for yeah. Fisher Palace is score loads of pens. But Nick Pope just, just read him like a book. Right in the corner, like it's 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 going in off the post, and he gets right across and says that the other two aren't great, but Pope's made himself big and, and and done enough to put them off that they've they've tried something silly and just like dinked it at him basically. But yeah, no, uh, 
what what keeper is is winning you a pen shootout three times because he won that for his three times there. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely unreal. He really does like. I know that this is what they do before before penalty shootouts, but he really does make himself big. Like yeah. he's, he's massive, he's isn't he? Such a huge presence in the goal. Like big wingspan. I, yeah, huge wingspan. Um, and I just um, I, yeah, I was watching it and. and I I don't know I don't even know what to say that Simon hasn't said he's just fucking class and it was yeah that that was all down to him uh, us being in the fourth round is entirely down to him basically yeah, yeah. pretty much it's hard, it's hard to disagree and you know Sven Botman this for Newcastle I thought I mean I am the expert on penalties of course at professional level I thought his <laughs> angles were, were quite bad it didn't look right it didn't look right when he stepped up to take it mm. he was he wasn't straight on there was a slight angle and I thought Sven you're going to hit this to the right, which he did, it wasn't in the corner. It was high. It was, it, 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 when the keeper saves like that, I think it's a good save. But a bit, a bit of a funny one to see a centre back step up and take a pen. I'm not sure about that. I was surprised when, because I, 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 I guess I had assumed it would be like Miggy or someone. Yeah. And then, and then I was like, is that a four <laughs> on on the back of his? Is that Sven Botman? And uh, yeah, and then I was like, oh, he hasn't. He's not a goal scorer. Like, it's not like he's, like, you know, like, Cher sometimes scores incredible yeah. goals and, like, has that kind of goal-scoring confidence. He doesn't, he hasn't done that for us yet. He may yet add that to his game, but he hasn't done that for us yet. And I was like, oh, this is weird. I don't have a good feeling about this. I'd love to be proved wrong, but sadly, I was who, proved who, who took the first one for us? Wood. Wood. So, Wood. Wood. That's what he's here for. Yeah. Pens and Wood, trip, yeah. Wooden Trippier, great pens. Yeah. Joe, Joe Linton as well, great pen. Joe yeah. Linton, great pen. All three in the side net, and like, there's, no, yeah. there's no saving those three oh, pens. I mean, Joe Linton, the keeper, even went the right way yeah. and just yeah. couldn't get that his hands on it. Class pen, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. really good. It's From, a, go on, Ben. No, no I was going to say, it's an interesting one, but like, I, I kind of wonder. Um, it, it, it was almost like it was kind of the leaders or like the, the kind of yeah. the spirit of the yeah, team that true. were taking them so other, other than Chris Wood um, <laughs> although maybe he is the spirit maybe he's the spirit animal of the uh, the of, of the team but yeah I mean obviously Trippier Joe Linton Bruno and Botman kind of now like and I, sp- I, I suppose that's kind of harsh Miggy, but like they they are kind of the driving force behind this team obviously the two Brazilians in midfield have been unbelievable Trippier has been like the leader since he's come and and, and you feel like Botman's the the solid kind of leader in that that back four now. Um, You're telling me we we choose our penalty takers and popularity. I think so. Which would explain Sven Botman's pen. Yeah, oh, probably because yeah, he's cool <laughs> AF. Nah, I, 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 I don't know who 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 knows, but I mean, do you know well, what? Well, fair, hang fair on, no, we do know that they'll be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know that they don't do that. <laughs> who who knows? No, but he, but he, <laughs> he, really he, know? he stepped up. He stepped up. And uh, yeah, it didn't go. Still in Still look good while missing that could, thing. Yeah, still it look could, good. Yeah, it, it could go in another week if the keeper dives out the way. Then that's yeah. the best pen I've ever seen. Someone, um, <laughs> if he scores, it would be great. Yeah, Someone he didn't have like the very best game ever on Sunday, and some, I think one of the writers in the writers group was like, even a Rolls Royce hits the curb sometimes. I <laughs> 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 liked. Oh well. Line. Let's talk about Bruno's penalty. <laughs> oh, no. Fucking hell, I Bruno. don't want to. I just want to love him, and I couldn't love that. You can't. You can. We can laugh. Yeah, true. We'd be foaming. We'd be. We'd, we'd have to criticize him before we sat here after a defeat, Ben. Do you know what? I I think he was trying to just show a bit of solidarity for his Brazilian mates. Do you know they've all been getting slated for this samba like dancing celebration stuff? I think he tried to incorporate that into the the, the run up, and mm. it just. It didn't work. He did, did have it? some fancy footwork. It's incredible. It, it, the thing is, 
like, are there going to be highlights and stuff? Because I didn't see any cameras at the game. Yeah, there's highlights. There, there will be. Yeah. I was like, is it like what happens here stays here? So you can just do something wild because it's not on the telly and it's not going to be anything. Like you can just go as, as mental as he likes. And then if people are like, that was weird, you can just be like, no, I did a normal <laughs> one. It's normal. Yeah, he looked to me like a man who'd never seen a penalty taken before. <laughs> um, <laughs> It was so. It was such a bad penalty. Reminds me, funnily enough, in our True Faith um, podcast group today, we organise our shows for Patreon. Uh, someone referenced Papasise's penalty against Olympiacos back in 2012, when me and you were there, Ben, uh, in the Algarve tournament. Oh yes. Co- coincidentally, we hadn't travelled to the Algarve to watch Newcastle, and then Newcastle turned up to play. It was really handy. Missed the Olympics. We were doing a stadium tour just by accident. There was a match going on. And yeah, Newcastle there's there. Ryan Taylor curling one in. Um, <laughs> and Papi Cisse's pen was so bad it went out of the stadium. And <laughs> Bruno's pen was so bad that if that was played at a smaller stadium, it would be um, in Lisa's Park, in the pond. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we couldn't forgive him. It was it was a nice moment. I think, Ben, um, you said in our match day podcast with patrons that, you know, essentially it's, it's Bruno thought, I'm not going to take this moment away from Nick Pope, didn't he? Exactly. I mean, that's it, as I said, I'll repeat myself, but yeah, he's he's obviously been pleading for Miggy to get player of the month, and, and this was Nick's chance to shine. And it, I think it's he, he's obviously desperate for him to get the number one uh, England shirt. I'm hoping Gareth Southgate's been glued to the pens uh, <laughs> like we were, um, and and that might be the the nod that that gets gets him over the line over Pickford. Hopefully, his fingers crossed. He was just knackered by the time he got to the ball, wasn't mm. he? He started like the right hand side of the box. Did like sidesteps right the way to the left hand side first, <laughs> then started sprinting towards the ball, <laughs> then slowed down, did his little twinkle thing, and then kicks the ball as hard as he possibly can. Like so many things wrong with every step of that movement. Like yeah, it's like he was just taking the piss, or someone had like bet on him to do something silly. It, like was it not that he's he's been watching like the the best pen takers and he's like taking a little bit off everyone? So like the <laughs> the Jorginho stutter thing, the like I'm, I'm sure there's some great pen takers run miles out to their left and then swing back in and then obviously everyone always says hit it as hard as you can we, so the, the, he, the keeper he, also doesn't move it. he's just <laughs> looking at him like are you going to take it or what mate <laughs> oh, he felt te- like you could see he, yeah. he, he put his head in his um, in his shirt after and just like and was so slow going back to the rest of the team because when Botman missed his went straight back up Lascelles ran straight over to when him when Botman missed the rest of the team gave him a round of applause yeah <laughs> Just like, As I said, it was a great pen if the kick moves out of the way. Sven, text, text me back. <laughs> I love that. That's exactly what we wanted. You're, you're perfect. Um, no, uh, yeah, he took ages to come back. And they really are a lovely team. They all, like, you know, you know, hug each other. And they're like, you know, it's not a big deal. But, of course, it was a massive deal. Well, we've got Nick Pope. That yeah. wasn't a big deal. It's, like, it's all right. He'll save you. Yeah. We're through. It was a big week for Newcastle United with this crucial game in our season because this is a great opportunity six London clubs went out this week thank god we don't have to play a London team in the next round Bournemouth can fuck off though in terms of a trip to Bournemouth in December can't be asked for that midweek we have to send someone true faith but (laughs) anyway um it's a great opportunity Arsenal have gone out tonight and that's the thing we're taught you know we're being slightly critical I mean the game was if there are people listening to this I don't think I can suitably demonstrate how bad a game of football this was it was fucking (laughs) dreadful 
But at the end of the day, we're through. That's the only thing that matters. We know we're still a class football team. We know we're still the third best team in the Premier League currently. And sometimes you have an off night when you make eight changes. That's okay. Crucially, we're in the bag for the next round. I can't wait to see who we get. We've got Chelsea on Saturday. It's an enormous game. Get on Patreon. Come and join us for that one for the build-up. We've got an opposition preview. We've got a preview of the match itself and one or two other things as well as the normal match day content. We'll be back uh, with the free show on Sunday morning. I think it might be us for doing it. Can't wait to bring you that, particularly if we win, which we will because we're class. Thanks to you three for joining me on the podcast straight after the game. I'm going to let you go home to bed now. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye.